Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Campus Safety Voices. I'm Robin Hattersley, Editor-in-Chief of Campus Safety. As a security executive, you never know when the information and training you, you received over the years might help you save someone's life. That's what happened to Kyle Hurani, Orange County Global Medical Center's Director of Public Safety and Emergency Management, when he found out that one of his employees tested positive for COVID. Because of his previous training as an EMT, Kyle understood that because the employee had asthma, the situation was extremely serious. Kyle checked on the employee at his home every day, and when he noticed the employee was struggling to breathe, he told him to go immediately to the emergency room. That advice saved the employee's life and is just one reason why Kyle is a finalist in this year's Director of the Year program. In our interview, Kyle tells me how this situation unfolded and how his background and training helped him identify the situation as being life-threatening. He also describes how his management style enabled him to develop such a close and trusting relationship with his employees. So with that, here's my interview with Kyle Horaney. Enjoy the show. Be sure to subscribe to Campus Safety's YouTube channel and like or leave a comment on our videos. Or subscribe to our Campus Safety Voices podcast on Apple and Spotify and leave a review. So Kyle, tell me what happened uh, with your employee who was suffering from COVID. So um, one of my officers was uh, was actually fearful of, of getting the vaccine. He's, his doctor said, don't get the vaccine. You're, you're, you're high risk with, with uh, asthma. Um, just as a precaution, just be careful and be safe. Um, and he ended up contracting some symptoms of COVID-19. He tested positive. Um, and just because of just that little bit of information that he told me uh, relative to his pre-existing condition, um, I wanted to make sure that, you know, I kept an extra eye on him. You know, I am a former EMT, so I do know a little bit of medical to, to help her. I know enough to, to be dangerous, I guess, so to speak. So um, I called him every couple of days and um, I told him that the second we sent him home, I said, look, go on Amazon, order yourself a blood pressure cuff or a blood pressure machine. Um, and a, a pulse oximeter so he can keep an eye on his, on his blood oxygen levels. Um, he did it that same day. And the first 72 hours, he seemed to be doing okay. He seemed a little windy, but not too nothing to worry about. And by day four, I called him and very shortness of breath. Um, he was struggling to really just complete a sentence. And I'd asked him, I said, Hey, when was the last time you checked your vitals? Like your blood pressure and your, your, um, saturation levels, blood saturation levels. And he goes, I checked him this morning at like 9 a.m. And at this point, it's already about 1430. Uh, I said, do me a favor, check it. And at that point, his uh, blood saturation levels were at 79, which is, oh. for anybody who knows, it's very, very low. Um, with asthmatic type patients, usually they're low 90s, kind of mid 90s, um, but he was 79. And I said, listen, you need to call 911 and you need to go to a hospital. And you need to go right now. Um, I'm not messing around. I'm, I'm not trying to scare you, but this is, this is serious. Um, he was with my girlfriend's on her way back, um, from, from work. She should be 30 minutes. And I said, listen, I'm going to call you back in 15 minutes. I said, what hospital are you going to go to? He goes, well, I'd like to come to our hospital. And I said, okay. I said, well, if you're going to come, I'm going to notify ER and, and get the team basically ready for you when you get here. Um, and I called him back in 15 minutes. His girlfriend had just gotten there. And he's like, yes, we're on our way. And uh, luckily at that point, our ER department wasn't that busy. 
um, where they were actually able to hold a bed for him and they got him right in and he was admitted uh, that same day and spent, um, he had um, uh, asthmatic uh, COVID-19 or pneumonia, um, COVID-19 pneumonia um, and had to go through a bunch of different treatments and was in our hospital about 10 days roughly before, uh, before they sent him home. And then he spent another three weeks recovering um, from that before he returned back to work. And that saved his life, right? He claims I saved his life. Um, I, I just gave him the information he needed to, to make a decision as to him going to a hospital. Um, that's how I feel. Um, you know, he's, he's a grown man and uh, he could have very easily said, no, I think I'm gonna stay home. But um, yes, he, he claims I saved his life. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, you mentioned this a little bit, um, but you said you were an EMT before. What is your background? And do you have, a, and also like, I, it's my, your wife is also a nurse or something like that. And you, you've got some background and so you've got some medical knowledge. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, that kind so, of prepped you for this situation, right? Yeah. So when I got into emergency management, um, you know, I'm not a clinical guy, not by any means. And when I was doing a lot of these emergency management uh, classes and courses and from a clinical perspective, I just didn't know enough as far as clinical went to really be able to talk about it when it came to training or what it would take to get a patient who's non-ambulatory from point A to point B in an evacuation. I, I, don't, I didn't know. So I became an EMT. Um, and at that point, um, I actually worked with the Orange County Sheriff's Department as a PSR for, for a short, short period of time. Um, and at that point, um, didn't do it anymore. I got kind of out of the, the EMT world just because of my facilities and my full-time job I'm doing with safety here at the hospital. And uh, my wife and I were talking about it. She's uh, a DOU tele nurse. And so she's a step down from the ICU. So she was seeing a lot. We actually, uh, they converted their entire floor to COVID. So for 24 months, she's been dealing with the COVID patients. And uh, she was just seeing a lot of different stuff and what she saw that, that we weren't seeing on the media or what we weren't really seeing from case studies, she was getting firsthand experience. So her and I were kind of back and forth with information trying to, hey, from a county level, this is what we're seeing, this is what we're talking about, um, preparing our staff. And she's like, I'm seeing it this way. So we don't, internally, we were able to really communicate and uh, really kind of see what was really going on with COVID and especially all the different um, um, strains of COVID now. And that certainly came in handy with your particular employee. So what was your relationship with this employee beforehand that prompted you to check on him or her so often? So I, I try to build a really strong rapport with, with my entire team. I have multiple teams and I try to spend the time with them, you know, in between my meetings and in between being, being a leader, uh, whether that's just having lunch with them, taking time on my day off and, and doing some cross training with these guys and girls. Or, um, you know, giving them goals and objectives, you know, put them in situations where I wouldn't put them in a situation unless I was going first, right? Being that leader, let them know that uh, I care about them and that I would never put them in a situation that I wouldn't put myself in. And um, I think doing those things, I've, I've been able to earn a lot of respect for my guys. Um, during COVID-19, a lot of the guys were very worried about the PPE that we were giving them. So we actually had one of our infectious preventionists from our organization come out do training, get these guys comfortable and confident in the PP that they're being issued at that time. Um, just because of the, of the, the worrisome, you know, this is a brand new pandemic, you know, where it was a very scary time, you know, back in 2020 and 2021 and um, just going out and, and doing those things. And then to give them goals and objectives that better myself, that better the department, that better these guys, 
um, and then awarding them when they make those benchmarks. Um, those are all things I've been doing for a few years now that I feel like I've been able to build that relationship much stronger than, um, than just not doing that, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So any recommendations do you have for other security executives who are responsible for managing employees? I mean, obviously this worked really well in this particular situation for you. So got any um, sage advice for others? You know, I, I try to make work fun. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I don't want to say strict. I'm very, you know, I'm by the book, you know, but at the same time, we all, you know, we work hard, you know, and it, there's always a little bit of time for laughter and a good time, you know, within, whether you're having breaks or joke around with the guys or, or girls. Um, but one thing I've done to, you know, again, give them goals and objectives, making them feel like they're, they're, they're more than just, you know, an officer, you know, and giving them responsibilities like, you know, getting their NIMS 100, 200, 700, where they can interact and be that medical liaison with law enforcement. Um, we just finished a, a TECC, which is the Tactical Emergency Casualty Course. Uh, something that my guys have not been exposed to. You know, they've done the Stop the Bleed, but they haven't done the TECC. And just for them to do that and have a different image on what it is, what a massive hemorrhage does and airway and circulation and that whole March algorithm, um, the guys really enjoyed that. So providing training that they can, they can take with them, take them home, be able to better themselves as an officer, better themselves as a civilian outside of work, um, those things that we do that really build a strong rapport. And it's good team building. Um, the guys get to put in different environments that they wouldn't normally see. And um, I think that is really important to building a really strong team. Kyle, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you.